episode 30 of the Dirty Mind 30, baby. Over Matter podcast. It feels great to be here. Thanks for, for tuning in, everyone. We couldn't be here without y'all, and we definitely couldn't be here without our guests. Speaking of which, this guest blew my mind, everybody. Let me just... Oh, my God. Dude. I mean, he. I expected nothing. I didn't know... He, I met him in his Discord server, Irrational Optimist, link down below. The people in there, are, it, the energy in there is just unbelievable. Every person in there is just, just great. But we had the opportunity to have Riley on, and oh my God, the intelligence of this man. Oh, dude, he was so articulate and insightful. He said he was 20, and I'm like, bro, there's no way. This dude's... <laughs> I thought he was our age. Like, there's no way a 20-year-old could be this smart, but... Now, y'all see on the show, he's a really smart guy, knows a lot, and going big places. So we're super thankful to have you on. Riley is our uh, Dirty of 30 guest. So <laughs> you got anything for him, True? No, Kick man, Riley, off, I'm excited to get to know you more, man. Thank you for opening up to you, up to us, and uh, everybody enjoy the show. <laughs> everybody welcome back lucky episode number 30 here and we had the pleasure of doing it with riley ran into him in a yes, discord hey. and he's from canada so figured let's just hop in and talk some mental health kev how you feeling today i'm feeling really good got a lot of good things uh working right now and i'm pumped to have our first canadian guest on the show so how are you though riley feeling good i'm good brother i'm good didn't you guys have mason on Oh, he is Canadian, huh? Yeah, he's Canada. actually from like 40 minutes away from me. Well, uh, Mason, yeah. Well, Mason, uh, we apologize. Shout out to the latest. As, as the Canadians would say, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, eh? <laughs> hey, yeah. Mason, I'm sorry if you even watch this. So, anyways, <laughs> we'll just dive into it, man. What's your life about? What you up to? Yeah, man. Uh, before I get anything, I just want to give you guys a huge shout out. I really, really appreciate what you guys are doing, what you guys are preaching. There's not a lot of guys who are preaching this kind of, not even just mental health, just like support in general. It's it's something that looks gets really overlooked. And it's something that touches every single person, but we kind of just sweep it under the rug. So again, I just really, really appreciate what you guys are doing for this. Appreciate that, bro. No luck. No luck. Give me some chills over here. Come on, bro. No, you don't. I don't know why, like, us men don't say shit like that to each other enough, so. I don't, bro, like, that's why even just meeting Jake, like, Jake tells me he loves me, like, every day. He's like, bro, I just, I love you so much. And I'm like, me too, bro. Like, it's a nice feeling. I've always been. I don't know. That's a Canadian thing, too. I grew up playing hockey, and it was always very, like, hands-on and, like, you know, the Italians do it the best. You ever go to an Italian household, and they're, like, giving you the kisses on the cheek and shit? I'm like, bro, I feel so <laughs> welcome. The old dude's, like, slapping your neck and your shoulders and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, right in the back. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For I grew up playing sure. some hockey, too, bro. I damn near really? learned how to skate before I learned how to walk. Yeah. Same. I think I was I was skating at four. I like, got you beat, four. boy, at two. I was on Damn. the show, yeah. Damn. I, like, I had a slow <laughs> it anyways. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Fair enough. No, Fair hockey, enough. hockey was awesome. I've been, actually, um, I was in a Twitter space this morning. They were talking about watching sports. How do you feel about watching sports? 
I I grew up watching hockey with my pops. Um, he was never I was the oldest of three. All my brothers played hockey. He played growing up, so it was always like Sunday night hockey is a big thing here in Canada. But I've never like followed sports really. I like played sports growing up, but I didn't love them. I was just never. I was a wild kid. I couldn't like stick to one thing. So I can't sit through a three hour anything, let alone a three hour sports game. But no, I don't know. Like growing up, I was never really like in it and then as i got older like i just i got a lot of other shit going on yeah, to worry about that was like, like the big dude when i talk to people saying. and they can spit like every single players and they're like bro did you hear about this trade and i'm like no I, like i don't even know what sport that is <laughs> or like you'll be watching football with someone like oh yeah they're running a, a four or three offense with a dude, coach That's football a guys are crazy <laughs> no football guys are insane i think like bro i'm gonna start hiring football guys because their brains work like I've never seen hey, before. Hey, oh yeah, like you're playing. Tommy, yeah, yeah. You're you're playing Madden with him, and it's like he's acting yeah. like John Madden calling these hot routes and shit. I'm like, oh, I don't. Dude, I remember I used to play FIFA with kids, and like they would, because you can still like run the plays and stuff. And you can like change the formation, and I'm like, dude, I just learned how to cross, and you're like running like an offensive like park the bus, and I'm like, what? None of that. <laughs> back back to you though. We're really yeah. gonna get sidetracked on the show. Oh, dude, I'm the worst for it. Get ready. For real for real so. no that that first um that first question kev brought up was pretty good uh which was what not the question the first little topic oh how we don't really yeah express ourselves yeah oh yeah support like that and what, yeah it's it's a, um i don't know i wish i had an answer for that because i i'm a big proponent of tough love like i me dragging myself out of my own things, me dragging other guys out of the mud with me. Like it's being like, Hey, it's going to be okay. Never works. It never works for us. Like we, again, we can get into that, but like all the adversity I've come over, all the adversity I've seen other people come over, it never works with like someone telling you it's going to be okay. And just like rubbing your back, it comes with tough love. So to say like, we have to switch the pendulum all the way over here to like, everyone needs hugs and kisses. Like, I also don't believe in that, but it's, I think it's a pride thing. Um, I think it's as men, we're supposed to be strong and we're supposed to be the center of the family and we're supposed to be the ones who are conquering things. And I don't disagree with that, but I think where we, we fall short is we don't acknowledge that you can't work your ass off if your mental isn't good. So it's like, if you want to be strong and capable and powerful, like you need to be sharp you need to be in a good headspace so I, I think that's where we get lost we don't acknowledge that in order to be the man the strong man everyone wants to be you need to acknowledge you need to do the groundwork first you know yeah yeah no that's <clears throat> i think that's not touched on you talk talk about pride there a little bit and that was a mm -hmm. big thing the, the biggest thing for me is um like my dad when my dad told me he was proud of me i when i left for the military he gave me a hug and told me he was proud of me those words like just struck straight through my yeah. I don't know if it's I, I don't know how often he told me growing up he was proud of me honestly, but that one time just hearing someone say I am proud of what you're doing was like mm. holy shit. Hundred percent, man. Like this is what it's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Shit, first time I saw my dad cry aside from his mom's funeral was when I joined the army. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like it's weird too because you got those people like my dad who are just like pretty reserved guys in general. It's like, it's, I don't know if he's, like, hiding his emotions mm. or he's just kind of like that, you know? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's not stopping himself from feeling this stuff. He's just, 
he feels less i think than the average yeah person. yeah i don't it's interesting i've i've experienced a lot of families where the the father's like that he's very kept to himself no emotions and you know it's a bottle part i like i just went through that recently uh with my pops and it was it's like always been like you know typical like the the structure all revolves around him um and you don't realize that that puts so much pressure on you as a man and the toughest men in the world can't take that much pressure like because it's existential pressure you know what i mean we can i mean like you guys went off to war like you you or you went and enlisted like that's that's facing pressure head on but where i see men crack is the things in the back of their head it doesn't matter if you conquered the day and you were you know you're in the trenches you're doing whatever it's when the lights go out and you're trying to fall asleep and all the the worries and you start spinning that's the type of pressure i don't think men most men oh, are capable of dealing with dude. yeah well and the reality they they're not capable of dealing with it and they just don't deal with it it, yes. it happens constantly in the army where people will just really focus on the mission and work and really work themselves to where they don't mm -hmm. have the energy to reflect and see who they are now right and in it's order like, to even get to the next day they have to somehow numb that and that's why drinking is usually a big problem that's why substance oh, abuse yeah, is usually yeah. big problem in the military right because god yeah. forbid you're gonna face that yeah god forbid you're gonna face that head on at night and then go back to work the next day <laughs> like you can't just decide to unpack 30 years of you know like yeah you, you don't even enough. you don't even know especially with like the wars we're fighting now it's not like world war ii where once you left mm -hmm. overseas you had two weeks to a month on a boat it's like 36 hours you're back at home station you're going to work yeah. the next day it's like you have yeah. no time to process anything Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. They kind of just like rip you in and rip you out and be like, okay, yeah. have fun. We go, the only reason we got lucky, or I got lucky, was because of COVID. So I was lucky enough to mm. quarantine before and after my second deployment. So it was two weeks at home and then two weeks back. But that was, honestly, bro, that was almost worse. Because the two weeks going yeah. out, I, we couldn't leave. They literally, I, they moved me from my hometown the in Tennessee over to Georgia because it was coronavirus. I had to stay in these like infested fucking barracks it was horrible because the the platoon or whoever was there before us literally just left for poland so the people that are supposed to clean didn't come in to clean yet or nothing so Ugh. it was like everybody's room was just rotten can you no describe these up. barracks too like other than the cleanliness like the amenities and kind of paint us a picture what, what does that look like <laughs> i'm saying though because like, like it might it was right. dirty but it was other shit too you know almost like um Man, I don't want to say the longest yard because that's like the the prison inside. But like the vibe within each other, it was kind of like the longest yard. Like we're all here in this yeah. one spot. We can't leave. We're all yeah. just hanging out. But the actual like there was shoot, probably there was three big buildings all looking kind of like half a college dorm and all like freshmen just lived in there and all dropped out Oof. two weeks later so it was just a sh complete shit show like complete that nuts. sounds awesome yeah <laughs> no, so anyways anyways <laughs> I anyway ended up, i ended up gaining like 20 pounds there because i drank Oof. drank 48 cans of yingling and two pink whitney bottles and didn't do anything for two weeks yeah. and then i showed up yeah. to iraq lost it in a month back down to 175 and when i showed up then they send you home and I'm sitting at home for two more weeks. 
That's insane, dude. That's so yeah. Like it's just, I mean, it's crazy that they wouldn't put two and two together and be like, this probably isn't the greatest thing for these guys. Like, not saying the military should start focusing on mental health. Like, of course, yeah, it's great to shout into the universe and hope it fucking comes true. Like, we know it doesn't. But to, even just for performance, like if you want your men to be better, why would you not want to accommodate for them? That's the, but that's the thing with everything, right? That's the thing with careers. That's the thing with school. That's the thing with literally anything you do in your life. It's like nothing's, it's a, it's cyclical where it's like, yeah, it's not optimized, but also it's worse for them. Like if they're yeah. making you do 40 hours of work and you can get it done in 20, but they want you to stretch it out to 40, like you're losing half your productivity. So they're paying you more for like, none of it. Ever no, makes sense. I'll tell you what it is though. It's the, it's the mentality of, it sucked for me and it's got to suck for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, no, it's, and that's, you see that a lot in corporate jobs, right? Like your boss stuck it out for 30 years. So you got to stick it out for 30 years if you want to. And there's no metrics. There's no productivity. Like that's the, dude, the fact that we even track hours and not performance in any job ever is crazy to me. Like it doesn't make any sense. And maybe that's because I'm young and naive and like never worked a corporate job, but I've had like clients because I do freelance. I've had clients that like want to put me on like to pay for 40 hours a week. And I'm like, you're 40 hours. Like you're not getting that. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm going to do like maybe 15 hours a week because I will run out of work to do because I can have 15 hours at my desk, distraction free with a good headspace and a good physical health. And I'll get it all done. Like you can't give me 40 hours of work. Yeah, you can't see that's what Kevin sure, yeah. realized with me right away. So oh yeah since you, you might not know listeners may not know whoever's listening whatever but when i showed up to the military kevin was my first boss and kevin, really yeah yeah i, yeah, I had like, gotten through go i was like nco for like three months at that point so mm. brand new sergeant in the army yeah wow which, which means he is now responsible for the people below him and i was the first mm. person he was responsible for <clears throat> man he oh he God. read like straight through me he's look like it show up at nine, Trevor. Here's your goal. Get your goal done. I'll send you home. And I was like, What? <laughs> Get your goal done. I'll send you home. Bro, you should have seen me working. Yeah. <laughs> but before though, boy, yeah. I'm going before home. it was it was like you were just working to work. Like Trevor would have to, <clears> a task and it could take, you know, a week, let's say. He would just work until, you know, four thirty. Mm-hmm. Itching the whole time. And mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that great. But I realized that if I gave him a goal, I'd get more work and he'd complain less. That was one of the, that was one of the big drivers for me because Trevor mm-hmm. has a mouth and he had one back then. But it was beneficial for both of us. Like you got more work done in that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. No, it's, you're exactly right. It's a pride thing. It's it, most bosses I know don't care about the performance. They care about being a boss. Them oh, being a CEO God. of a company is more important than their company performing. And that's not to dog them. Like I would do the exact same thing. If I was 18 years at this company since I was fresh out of college in a degree I didn't really want to do in a career that I didn't really want to do and I stuck it out for 18 years, you're damn right I don't care about anything with the fact that I'm here. You know what I like? That's a good who am I to say? It, I do, yeah, I do the exact same thing. Like that's, I don't know. It's so weird to me because I'm like, I'm in the online business space and it's all like screw nine to five, nine to five stupid. It's like, but you can't, it's like saying money doesn't buy happiness when you're poor. It's like you can say that if you make money and you're still not happy. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? You can't say a nine to five. That's why I have no, I never say anything about like careers in nine to five. I know it's not for me. Like I know I wouldn't last 30 seconds in it, 
but I know people who wouldn't last eight seconds and what I'm like, it's, you know, yeah, Kev, that's a good example was the other day. You got a text saying, Hey, I got a job opening up across the street. Oh Kevin, yeah. Kevin was like, yeah. Yeah. So no. where we were at on the, on Fort Campbell here in Kentucky, we had a compound. And so we had some military hangers and we had one civilian hang. So there was just regular civilians. I think they worked with one of these military companies, but yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we're good friends with them. We talk to them all the time, but one of the dudes that worked there hit me up asking if I wanted a job. And it's, I don't even think I could do that right now. No, let alone, no, not at all. But no, no, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell y'all real quick. Go ahead, we were bro. able to pass that along. Yeah, I had a good friend that looks to do that. And I don't, <clears> I'm not shitting on him because he wants to go work and do this. I just, right, absolutely. there's no way in hell I could show up like this seven to three every day. Well, because you saw the light at the end of the tunnel, right? It's yeah. like, I hate that, like, the Matrix is such, like, an over... Like, I hate that term now. It's gotten so on, like, Twitter and so stuff. But it's now. true. Like, yeah, it's so cliche. But it is true. Like, once you see the, the other side that you didn't know was possible, you can't go back. And if you do go back, you'll never be the same person because now you've seen the other side. In fact, I know a lot of people who start corporate, break out, do their whole thing, and then go back and crush it. Because they understand, they 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 see it from a bird's eye view. They understand how the ladder structure works. They understand, you know, there was this thing going where like people are doing like multiple jobs, like software engineers and stuff, because they've seen it, right? Like they can stack it. There's this whole, you know, like the fire, like financial independent retire early whole movement like the it's extreme like, cheapskates to save yeah, everything yeah 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 so you. there's that one and then there's called fat fire which is like financial independent retire early with money so like we don't want to do like you know uh like the 30 cent iced coffee thing like we want to like live good and there's yeah. like there's a big thing in that like that space is stacking multiple like high six figure salary jobs because you're not in it you're like for out and you can see like they're paying me for 60 hours a week and I can get it done in 20 and they hire like VAs. Like it's insane. It's nuts. But yeah, like once you see the other side, like you're never going back. That was, yeah. I, I had such an understanding of the army and where I was there. I yeah. just knew that it was nothing that I could fix. Right. Like, no, absolutely. We were, at our shop too, we didn't change duty stations. Normally you change every three years and we were there for as long as we wanted. So like the boss, when I got there, we pretty much got promoted with each other. So, like, when I became a sergeant, he was up my ass constantly because I knew I could change things. I didn't want to be like him. That I hated that it sucked for me. It's got to suck for you. And I'm like, that doesn't work for kids. So, yeah, I was, like, way different than him. Like, I was way more chill and approachable. And he would tell me all the time, like, you got to yell at guys, like, just be a dick to them. You know what I'm saying, Trev? Yeah. Like, you know who I'm talking about. And I'm like, bro, that is not who I am, dude. That It doesn't work with people nowadays. Like, it does it's never worked like it's it's it, it's no it's so weird to me no you're exactly right and i'll bring it back to that point again because i think it's so important to hammer home like 95 percent of anything we do is just for pride and if you can that's why the best entrepreneurs i know are the most humble that's why the best people in general they're most humble because you can look at it objectively you know like I've had some great mentors. I've had some great coaches and teachers and they're all the most humble because they know like if they start flashing stuff, they're going to perform less, which means the person they're coaching is going to perform less. And if that's an employee now, he's like, it's, it's so crazy to me how everyone's just so narrow minded on everything. And again, like matrix bullshit, like I hate that, but it is true. Yeah. Especially because it's all built off negative reinforcement. Like yeah. pretty much my generation moving older. Like, they just yell at each other. They make you do push-ups and all this shit. 
Like, but the interesting thing is, like, my generation, like, I'm super young. I'm 20. I'm a born in 02. And there is no tough love. Like, it is crazy. I have two younger brothers. Both are in high school. Um, and it's insane. Like, I, I literally, like, you guys need to bring back bullying. Like, that's what, like, if you walked in first day of high school and, like, there's teachers, like, not watching, like, you got to make sure that no one's bullying. Like, dude, if I walked in first day of grade nine, like, I was big dick in town, I would have got stuffed in a locker. Like, I would have got, yeah. my head would have been flushed down a toilet and I would have been stuffed in the locker. Like, it's so insane to be seeing kids walk around. And I'm like, can you not, like, do you not have any football kids who are, like, going to shoot you straight? Yeah. Like, it's insane. <laughs> There's no anything. So yeah. you graduated like two years ago then? Yeah, I, I dropped out of university in January. Oh, I was going to ask, like, I'm trying to figure how different high school is now from when I graduated. In so let me, picture, oh, let me paint you a picture of what it's like right now. Because like I said, I have two younger brothers. In Canada. In Canada. Oh, yes, right. in Canada. Oh, <laughs> Canada. Go for it. So uh, they didn't write any exams this year because oh. exams are really tough. They're really tough on kids' mental health. Um, so there was no examination. They just got like um, uh, written pieces that were purely opinion based um, that were worth like 30%. Both my brothers, one's in grade 12, one's in grade 11. I don't know how it works in the US, but we go like grade 9, 10, 11, 12 graduate. Um, yeah, same for us. Yeah. Neither of them are graduating. No shot they're graduating. They haven't written enough things to graduate. Like they haven't done enough school. Not, And that's not even like getting into how no one learns things anymore because that's all bullshit too. Like just as fact as like, when I was in high school, it was, I am doing, I want big numbers on this piece of paper so I can go to a better school. There's none of that anymore. Like it's insane. It's insane. It's nuts. Oh, Even like, like when I was driving like, straight A's isn't a thing anymore. No. Cause you just need to show up and oh, shit. like, you need to be like diverse and you need to spread positivity and you get straight A's, but it doesn't, it doesn't count towards any, like it's all, it's a mess. Like it is breaking down. It's insane. It's so insane. I'm trying to think because, yeah, we had tests and shit too, but yeah, it, it was like standards and tests. It's not like there no, wasn't really not. participation. But it's just the last five years, like just with COVID. COVID clean swept anyone, anyone under the age of 18, like just slashed right through them. <laughs> oh, in Canada too. It was real bad up yeah. there. Like, like a lot Oh, dude, it there. was like prison. It was so yeah, bad. How, I mean, yeah, your, I mean, did you have to deal with the COVID during school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was in my last year of high school. Um, that oh, got completely slashed. Well, we didn't have a graduate. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it turned out. It turned out for the better. Like, <laughs> the fact that I had just two years to sit alone in my room and be like, okay, this isn't working. Like, I'm so grateful for it. But, uh, yeah, like, graduation got slashed. Prom got slashed. All that got slashed. I didn't even graduate. They just sent me an email with my, like, transcript. They're like, you yeah, like here's your marks. And I'm like, great. Uh, and then I went to university. I took a year off because it was peak COVID. And here it was lockdowns and fully virtual. So I was like, I I was like two years ago, I was like, I'm going to college. Like I'm getting a job. Like I'm, that was it. I was, I was like mega normie. Like it was awesome. Uh, so I was like, I'm not going to school. Like there's no school. Like I'm paying. And tuition was the exact same. And the curriculum was the exact same. So it's not like they have an online curriculum. They have an in-person curriculum with old-ass professors that don't even know how to use That's technology. Right now, bro. Yep. Porting it over to Zoom. And I was like, I'm not doing any of this. So I took a year off of that. Um, and then I went for my first year. And it was hybrid. So it was like, that was 2022, uh, last year. 
and it was terrible. Well, 2021 September into 2022. And so I had half online. I was in like the dorms. Um, the dorms were insane. You couldn't eat in the hall because it's still classified as a restaurant. And then Canada restaurants were shut down because of the COVID hallway. Still. No, like the, like the dining hall, like the oh. cafeteria. Yeah. So oh. you had to like package all your I'm, food. I'm retarded, bro. I'm so stupid. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was insane. It was nuts. Like it was so nuts and we're still not through it. Like we're still yeah. Canada's still like, it's insane. How have you seen it affect your brothers? Is that a bit? Yeah. Oh, my brothers are screwed. My brothers are screwed. the like they're screwed. They have had, they haven't been, they're 18 and 17. They've never been to a party. They've never, like, there's no, there's no, like, nothing. They've never played a sport in high school. Because you can't play sports in high school because it was shut down for COVID here. They've never joined a team. They've never joined a club. They've Like, it's insane. They are screwed. They're royally screwed. Their entire generation, I was the last year. Kids that you're younger than me are screwed. Toast, because they grew up with TikTok. And they grew up with all this shit. Well, yeah, like, they grew screwed. up with COVID mm -hmm. alongside TikTok. So they were at home mm -hmm. for two years with TikTok. Screwed. That's they were entirely screwed. Crazy, bro. Like, yeah. kids use that. Like, five-year-olds are on TikTok. Three-year-olds. Yep. Four-year-olds, bro. Like, it's insane. Got, I was the last. Tablets, yeah, bro. I was the last generation. I got a cell phone when I was 15. And I was the latest. Like, my parents were Gs. My parents were the greatest. So they gave me, like, cell phone 15. But, like kids it's insane like i think we are and it's like a way bigger conversation but i think we are screwed like from now on screwed like kids just not getting like not scraping their knees not having any adversity whatsoever like we are royally screwed i was thinking too when the online college thing was popping off like i can barely do that and i was 25 at the time yeah How yeah was a 10 year old gonna do that it's no it's not i couldn't do it i dropped out i was yeah, like i can't I'm, do I'm not this. doing it I'm, I'm in three. yeah <laughs> me too three. bro i'm in three out of four of my classes right now i signed up for four classes i'm like i'm not waking up at eight o'clock rolling over opening my laptop and sitting through a three-hour no. lecture like mine isn't even a lecture mine she sent um it's just everything done you do it so she sent us the book oh like asynchronous or whatever yeah, Screw yeah. That. she sent us the book and i have to go through the book there's like three things i have to go through in the book the lesson the chapter or the lesson the homework and the test and this is all like proctored and shit so yeah you can't like cheat or nothing crazy and then Damn. when i contacted her about this i was like this is like uh, you know this is like a lot of work right this is supposed yeah. to be a three credit hour course and i just took this first test after studying for three hours and i didn't get anything i failed it she's she messaged me back saying on average science courses take nine hours a week for studying and i said uh well i don't have nine hours a week so Whatever. No, screw all of that. <laughs> screw all of that. So whatever. Just take the money from the army. <laughs> Man, yeah, talk about a good time to be in the army, though, when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't go to work for months. Well, I was man. overseas yeah. during uh, George Floyd and the riots. I got lucky as fuck. Really? I was safer in Iraq than I was in the United States. Oh, Absolutely. Dude. You probably still are. <laughs> bro, I got stuck in Afghanistan because of COVID, bro. Oh. Like. Wow. I left, I left, I want to think like mid January of 2020 mm -hmm. and like the week before I was supposed to come home, they stopped like every plane on earth really? we were stuck out there. Yeah. Till June, bro. Like they made us wear masks, right? We had mm -hmm. never worn masks at all before we got there. So people were making this shit out of like anything. Like one dude, I saw yeah. had, like a bra cup with like shoelaces <laughs> on his face. <laughs> it's like, bro, what the fuck is this? Shit? And then like all hell's breaking loose back at home. <laughs> this, this disease, like. 
people are sanitizing their grocery bags now. Yeah. And it's and you're like y'all seen our living conditions? Like get out of here. Yeah, like they closed the they closed the gyms at the post or the base I was on. In Afghanistan. No, yeah. No one was coming in or out of that base. So it's like, bro, we're so isolated, bro. And I'm like, fuck, just give me COVID, let me work out, bro. This is yeah. not worth it. No, I got to the point too when it was all of it because we were in deep and at the beginning, like. I like I was wearing masks and all that. Like I was like, you know, I was whatever. But it got to the point where I was like, I'm going to the gym and I'll get sick. I'll just get it. Like someone just give it to me and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go out and like screw all this. Like it was nuts. We were yeah, we were like isolated, isolated. It's like not even worth it, you know? Like No um, Do you see a path or a future for people like your brothers? Do you see something that no. they could go do? Like what what could your what sticks out to your brothers right now? We're trying. I'm not, trying. I'm asking this because me and Kevin are about to start yeah. helping people like your brother. Yeah, that's our goal. Yeah, yeah. there are big Nothing. problems. There's, like there's, yeah, there's no. They, it's all apathy. It's a generation of apathy. It's a generation of. Well, you got to think too. Like their brains are fried. Like eight, nine, ten hours a day on TikTok. Like imagine, it's insane. Like how do you have any self confidence as an individual if your day consists of seeing ten thousand people? who are projecting as doing better than you and happier than you and healthier than you. Like, get screwed. No, the only way out is for me to get successful and me to pick them up by the shirt collar and drag them out with me. That's it. It's my, my youngest brother is a musician. He's like, actually like genius talent. Like he's wicked. He's just cooler than me in every way possible. <laughs> like he's so much cooler than me. He, everything I like wish I could do, he already does. Like when I was like, dude, I think I want to pick up skateboarding. And he's like, just showing me how to, and I'm like everything. So, but he's, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he's in a great spot. He's just such a good kid where he doesn't need much to be happy. So I'm not worried about him, but at the same time, I'm also worried about him because he could have like this little apartment with a little job at like a record store. And he could be like, have a, a dog and like have his hobbies, but that rents 2,200 a month in Toronto, that job's paying him nothing. Groceries are $400 a week. Like that's not attainable anymore. So I, I like his, I'm just like, you're good. My middle brother, I, I like the only way out I see is entrepreneurship, which is so corny to say, but I really, really don't see it, we're in this weird middle ground where like the a corporate job still isn't paying you enough to live a good life unless you have like a really like top level skill but also they're they don't have the work ethic to even stick through an office job to even do so there's no there's no in between i said the only way i see us getting out of this is if society as a whole switches which i think could happen which is a whole nother story Wait. I don't know. In Canada, y'all, it switches to what? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, like I think I think the only way out of it for these kids who now have, like, no respect for authority, they have no self-discipline, they have nothing, is just working, like, one-off creative jobs or freelancing or starting their business or whatever because they, they're, none of them are sticking through. What's going to happen is when the wave of COVID kids from high school goes to university, the universities are screwed. Like screwed because oh, universities yeah. are still businesses, right? So we've seen, I have, I have so many friends. Um, I have three friends at three different colleges here that had to switch because their colleges shut down, ran out of the money, oh, Shoot, done. I mean, and that's I'm just too tell years. you, Kevin, even every, like probably the last three Zooms or th last three meetings mm -hmm. we've been on, it's been people that dropped out. 
Yeah. The last it's, guy yeah, we had yeah. on drop, or no, he's still in university, but that's Belarus, wherever that's at. And then, <laughs> and then the, the um, Spiz, the guy we were just helping. He's, he's yeah, it's nuts. So that wave's going to go, and then in like four years, and then four years, the wave of kids who went through college, still half online, using ChatGPT to write all their stuff, no education, whatever. Now yeah. they're the ones in the workplace. And there, it's inevitable that something on a bigger scale happened because now you have, like, I don't want to say incompetent because it's not their fault, but you have kids who never needed to succeed in high school. Now in college, you don't need to do a lot to succeed in college. Like when I was first starting with business, I was, cause I was not planning on dropping out at all. I'm like, I'm going to ride this. So I wanted yeah, to like, go to college planning. To yeah. Drop out, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, I wanted to do this for like five years. I put it off for two years. Like, of course I'm gonna. So I try to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> and it took me nothing <laughs> to make that. Hey, what? <laughs> What's up, brother? What's up, big fella? We're in the middle of a podcast. Introduce yourself right quick. Oh, you're what? doing a podcast. Yeah. Say what's yeah. up to people, bro. <laughs> I'm Tyler. I run a clothing brand. I'm just chilling oh, with my boys. Peak. Shout out Summit Peak. Link down below. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! They're recording a podcast. I just joined in. <laughs> out of nowhere. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just clothing brand that's gonna take over the world. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, what's yeah. it called? They're in the cigar. What's that? What's What's the clothing brand y'all got called? We'll link it down below. It's Summit, Summit Peak, Peak, I believe. Summit Peak. It's, it's the next North okay, Face, next oh, Patagonia. All those other brands are Fugazi. Oh, what are we saying? <laughs> next Siberian Viking Warlord. Watch out. Seblin Pack on Twitter. Ouch. Okay, yeah. Link down below. Uh, yeah. yeah, link down below. <laughs> uh, but no, I just, I don't know. I think we're screwed. I think, yeah, I'll, that's I'll what I'm saying. Uh, when I was going through like college, I was like, hey, I'm going to do as little as possible to get my degree yeah. and as little as possible was nothing nothing was running all my assignments through chat gbt yep. um dude over here if you're having a bad day you walk into the admissions office and you say i'm having a bad day and they say no problem here's a four-week extension for mental health like boom dude oh. if you have if you're stressed and you're like i have anxiety boom no you're not you're getting exempt from exams. You're getting exempt from culminating assignments. You're, you're not doing anything. Like, it's insane. You don't need to try. Like, it's not. So they don't address the core problem, like what's causing the anxiety or anything? They don't no, because they don't care. Okay. They don't care. They just want their admissions to be good. It, like, universities are a business. They're a business. Their job is to make money. Their job isn't to educate. They make money from educating. Yeah. So the, they do as little work as possible to make the most amount of money. I, I would do the same. It's business. Business is yeah, business. Right you back know? at you. I'm gonna do the little amount as possible so I can get my degree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, welcome to capitalism. If you don't like it, go to somewhere. I don't know. So, but no, they don't. They'll never dig deep. They just they want you to be as good as possible so you will still pay your yearly tuition, right? So that's why they're like, if you're struggling, we don't want you dropping out. Like, please stay in. Please stay in. Please stay in. But we'll we won't give you support. We will just make it easier. You know. And yeah. that goes back to my first point, where there's you have to have a balance of like. Yeah, you got to call it out and you got to speak about it. And we need to, it needs to be a topic. But the solution isn't just to make things easier because life is hard. The solution is to make you able to deal with difficult things. Yeah, it's like either you, you change the people or the workforce as a whole would have to change. Right. And that's what's happening right now is the workforce as a whole is changing with work from home and all that stuff, you know? 
like yeah what you you made a great point is that instead of the society getting stronger everything is just getting easier which is great for people like us because we are going to steamroll oh oh uh, yeah uh, you know what yeah. easier it would be for us to just walk into like a like a corporate tech job like sales you know how many guys are crushing it in sales right now that's why it's a big thing on like the make money online space is like there's like high ticket sales and all that but there's a lot of guys just getting sdr roles at like software companies and steamrolling because no one's working everyone's like just they have like a softwares that make their mouse move back and forth so like microsoft teams doesn't report them as like away from the oh computer you can God. just steamroll yeah it's like what do you do with the population of work workers that like are just intrinsically lazy and don't give a shit and don't work you make all the money <laughs> yeah well, i come in and sweep up okay, well that's you know yeah too, right it's it's hard it's a hard balance but where i've come to in business is business is a game life's a game and you can't opt out of the game you, you can't you, you can't opt out of the game so you may as well win and if you can't win you may as well get damn close that's the only solution like you can't that ties back to everything that ties back to mental health right the only way that you can get out of a really bad rut is by getting out of the bad rut you can't you can't make yourself feel better out of a rut you need to get out of the rut you know yeah, how do you get out of a rut that's then what uh the military says the only way uh what the only way out is through out is through yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, that's a stoic that's an old stoic saying how do you get out of a rut then so you you find yourself in it? or or i'm some kid and i want to get yeah. out of my rut I yeah guess. um well I'll, I'll tell you how i did it last year for me was tough last year for me was just 12 months of apathy like nothing nothing got done and it was a combination of a bunch of things um just with everything it, it, but the only I tried everything like I've done everything I've tried everything I've been in therapy my whole life I've been you know they've tried to get me on every pill imaginable the only like, thing like you were depressed and you had like a what was me mentality I guess like I don't my thing was I'm in this this great space I'm in this online space I'm in you know like Twitter like if I'm I'm taking in all this knowledge and there's guys like uh you know there's guys like Andrew Tate who are like depression isn't real you're just in a state of depression like you can't be diagnosed with depression your life's depressing and i'm like i agree that's great but i still can't get out of bed in this month seven so i was in such this weird area of like oh. i i totally agree with like you know um i i like the fact the idea of taking an ssri would never cross my mind like i think that's terrible but uh, do, like i might have to because i can't I don't do, know you know what I, I mean? yeah i don't know how to have get you, out of bed otherwise have, yeah. Have you tried just being happy? I have actually. <laughs> I have. I heard yeah. I get what you're saying though. Like, oh, depression isn't real. Okay, but I'm still stuck in bed. Doesn't do me That's anything. it, right? So the only thing that got me out of it was doing things I wanted to do. The only thing that could even the only thing that could pull me out was doing things that like I was truly passionate about, that truly spoke to me. And that was business. So I got it was just months and months. And my problem was I was putting band-aids on it instead of fixing the root problem. But the band-aids I were putting on were things that people were telling me would help. So I would, I'd never miss a day in the gym, 12 months, six days a week, seven days a week. I was, my diet was perfect. My diet was, I was meditating 20 minutes a day. I was reading 30 minutes a day. I was going to therapy three times a week. I was waking up early. I was writing affirmations on my bathroom mirror and I was depressed as shit. None of it was working. And the only thing that got me out of it was I woke up on January 1st and I'm like, this is bullshit. 
I dropped out of school. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped waking up early and I just did work that I was passionate about. I just did the thing I like to do, which for me was entrepreneurship, was business. I started a business and everything disappeared because I realized that me going to the gym six days a week, like everyone was telling me that was healthy. But for me, it was just two hours where I didn't need to worry about yeah. the thing. Yep. Me waking up at, you know, me reading for an hour a day was just me. Like it was productive procrastination. And I've seen that affect so many guys that have been in this space and they're taking in all this like self-development, self-improvement. Re- I'm sure I have 40 books here that everyone's read, like the subtle art of not giving, like all that. And it doesn't work because it's not, it's all surface level things. It's it's just, it's healthy suppression. It's like you can either drink your feelings away or you can do things that make you feel good so you don't have to feel your feelings. In my head, they're one and the same. Obviously one's a lot healthier, but it's still putting a bandage on not doing the thing you want to do. So yeah, like you don't want to yeah. face yourself and find out, okay, what's really causing Exactly. This. I know a lot of people who are very successful in their careers and they're the guys who show up to the gym and like head to toe matching Lululemon things, you know, and they're like, they're perfect. They have their water bottle and their water bottle matches their phone case, which matches their wallet, which matches their AirPod case. And they're like super healthy guys. And I know for a fact that they are miserable. They are miserable because their 240K a year job is the last thing they want to be doing. Like it's, you can't, yeah, I really think it's just all band-aids for, because I've seen that with people, with people that I have helped personally, they were looking at them, like, what do you need help for? And that's another problem too, right? Is because if you're doing all this and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm not having a good day. They're like, what do you mean you're not having a good day? You woke up at 5 a.m., you went for a run, you hit the gym, you had a green smoothie. Like, what do you, what do you mean you're not doing well? That's a big thing too, right? Like, it's not, it's, I think it's just all suppression and that's all the only way, and again, I'm just speaking from experience and what I've seen too, but the only way I've ever seen a guy truly get better, not ride the storm for 30 years, like truly get better was going all in on the thing they wanted to do. I don't think you can put a bandit over that. So when when the new year came around did you just decide i don't want to do this anymore or this is not working i it was two things it was one i knew i couldn't do another 12 months of this i didn't know what it looked like 12 months from now but i knew it 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 wasn't an option there was no i was on a downward spiral yeah you'd be the guy you were just talking about yeah exactly so no matter what i knew i had to change things but the the moment of clarity for me was I've been doing this for like three years. I've been like, I've been a long time lurker in all this online space. Like, you know, like Cardinal Mason and David, like the guys you got on, I've been following them for years, years and years and years and years. So I've been in this like entrepreneurship and health and self-improvement. I've been in all this for like three years and year over year, I've gotten significantly worse. So something was up. And I, I had this moment of clarity where I'm like, the reason is because I'm not listening to myself. I'm still listening to other people. Like we say eight hours a day of TikTok's bad. You know what else is bad? Eight hours a day of self-improvement content. That's just as bad because you're still taking other people's views of the world and assuming they are right and then implementing them and then nothing's happening because it's still not what you want to do. So I was like, I'm Uh, putting out all inputs. It's funny you asked me that because that was the one thing that I thought of today to ask you was 
where where do you get your information from and what do you do with mm. the information so like for me mm. I, like at first when i was in down in the dumps like you i just jumped mm -hmm. on jordan peterson and just listened to everything he did and tried to stick to yeah. everything he told me that was the yeah, easiest thing no. to do but then i i, I love I, jordan I, peterson bro. but i couldn't do all 12 rules every day of my life forever it's just yeah. it's impossible almost like it's yeah gonna, i would i would solely be focusing on doing that instead of being me is what it would yeah, be. No, hundred so percent. Well, just kind of what I have I'm an interesting saying. take on that. Um, I think, how do I say this without getting too like woo woo? I think everyone has their own answers. Like human beings are like we're beautiful creatures. Like we have like four percent of our brain figured out. We don't know how any of this shit works. So if you want answers, you need to just give yourself the ability to come up with answers yourself. How much? time in our day-to-day -day lives do we have to sit and think of what to do next never we don't five minutes in the shower why do you think we have shower thoughts why do you think shower thoughts are a big thing because oh, that's the only, only yeah it's the only mind is free yeah. over your entire day where you don't have inputs coming in and inputs are everywhere if you're walking down the street to clear your head there's still inputs there's still billboards there's still signs this person's conversation over here this and that so where I get my information from. I'm not going to say like, I'm not a monk. I don't sit and meditate for eight hours a day, but it's, I'll take pieces of information and I will absorb them and I'll try to sit and think and act on them. That was a big change for me this year was I was in January. I was like, okay, I could teach a $3,000 course on how to start an email marketing agency. I it's been three years of input. And I've made zero dollars from it. <laughs> I could teach it. Of course, then. Yeah, sure. I swear to God, I could teach it, but I have zero dollars. So I was like, obviously something is up. And it's because I was getting my how to run an email marketing agency from 20 different sources that are 20 different opinions because they're just trying to make money. That's it, right? Like the guys who are selling oh, email marketing right. courses aren't email marketers. They're selling an email marketing course. And at the end of the day, business is business. The way we did business in the 40s is the way we do business now. You just repackage it, put a pretty little bow on it, and sell it for $9.97 on Gumroad and make money. So my thing was like, I need to take one thing, and I need to do that one thing for three months. So I joined Cashflow Syndicate. Shout out, Mason. Shout hey, out, that's David. That's where I started too, bro. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. Shout out to I, you. I joined, yeah. I joined Cashflow Syndicate on January 1st, and I said, I am following this to a T because I had an ego too, right? I'm like, like they're, they're obviously more successful than me, but the only difference is they've done it and I haven't. So I know, but again, I had no results. So I'm like, I'm sticking to it to a T. This is all I'm doing. I dropped out of school. I stopped going like, this is all I'm sitting at my desk 12 hours a day and I'm doing it. And on day 11, I made more money from copywriting than I did first two years prior. Cause oh, I stuck yeah. to one thing. I cut off all other inputs and I did one thing. That's the only thing that got me through it. And that was the first W you had taken in a while then. Absolutely. It, it, was the, it was definitely the first W I've taken in a long time. And that was the moment of clarity where it's I woke up on the 1st, January 1st. I was hungover as shit from New Year's. And that was my moment of clarity. I was like, I have all these inputs and good inputs too. Like that was the hard thing. Like people who I consider mentors and role models, like my, my parents, I have great parents. I was like, I can't listen to them. I can't listen to people good or bad. I need to listen to myself. And 11 days after I made that decision, boom. That's like freaking everything now, dude. Like yep. sales, exercise, mm -hmm. 
everyone's got such a different opinion on everything. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, how do you? It's because they're making money from these opinions. Here's that's the big red pill, right? Like th that was the same thing with the gym. I've been going to the gym off and on for like four years, and nothing stuck. The most progress I ever made was when I didn't follow a course, I didn't buy a book, I didn't watch a YouTube video. I walked into the gym and I said, "What do I want to do today?" And I'll do a couple of these, and 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 I walk out. And I did that every day, six days a week, and ate food that like wasn't poison and i gained like 20 pounds because you it's it, again it's just inputs your brain can't comprehend like think of the increase of inputs that human beings have had over the past 100 years like think of the daily inputs we would get 100 years from now compared to now you'd have your neighborhood that's it five people a day we have five people's opinions in the first 30 seconds of waking up if we open a, on tiktok and scroll you know yeah Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like your sphere of influence is only your neighborhood. I've tried. I've been trying to actually get better at that. Trying to like talk to the people at Target. Absolutely. Stocking the shelves every day. Yeah. Like, hey, what's no, up? No, I'm How exact you been? I see. I saw you here fucking four days ago doing the same shit. What, <laughs> what's your life like? <laughs> you know. So 100%. I've been trying to get better, but because yeah, I, I could. I hop on my phone, hop on Twitter, and there's everybody yeah. I could have. That's the problem, right? Is we have so many good inputs that we just assume, like, there's a lot of us that will watch an hour of like self help YouTube and be like, that, that was productive. I did that for years. I just consumed, consumed, consumed. Oh. But, but I wasn't on social media. Social media is bad. I don't watch yeah. Netflix. I, I'm, I'm being productive. I'm reading self help books. I'm watching self help YouTubers. And I was doing nothing. Yeah, that's like that's our course thing. Yeah, that's what I was doing when I uh, was getting out. I was like, all I was doing was playing a video game on one screen, and the mm -hmm. second screen was Jordan Peterson or a self help yeah. something. And that's mm -hmm. what I did for like a year. And I thought I was doing mm -hmm. right. And it, it did help. I will say it did help. Oh, of course. I wasn't playing. Like oh, like to be clear, like I wouldn't be anywhere near I am without those inputs. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like I owe my life to that. I owe my life to guys like Mason and David, who I looked up to. I owe my life to getting on Twitter, like in COVID and being brought into the space of like, I owe everything to it. Cause without that, I wouldn't have even known it was a thing. Yeah. But the problem in that space is it's, it's an eco chamber and it's people making money from Think of it this way. If, if a course is made for you to be successful and it's a monthly course and you, it's a great course and you're successful, they only get one month of payment from you. So why would a smart businessman who's making a course want you to stop doing the course in a month from now? That's why, you know, like guys like, I don't want to fuck, you know, like Iman Godzi and stuff. Like he's like, he has like 2 million subs now. He blew up. There isn't a single video where he's like, this is what I do. This is how I make my money. And this is how you can do it. All it is is like the, the end time is near and you're running out of time. And here's the seven skills of a high value man. Like, cause it keeps you in the cycle. It's all that's good inputs and bad inputs. It's all meant to just keep you in the cycle. And the only way to break out of it is by choosing something to do and doing it for six months. That's and that's if it doesn't so work, cash. you do something else. Yo, Kevin, dude. That's exactly what our course is. Like the complete opposite of what you're saying is what we're tailoring mm -hmm. the course. Like it's not, there's no monthly fee. We're doing mm -hmm. straight upfront fee at the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to better your life, give me some money. Mm -hmm. We'll better your life with you. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I specifically said in there, like you see it all the time when people start agencies is they focus on like the website, making it perfect with font and word choice or registering an LLC. 
Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, that's all bullshit, bro. Like that's just that's dangerous because it makes you feel productive, but you're not actually doing something to one hundred percent. And that's what courses are. Like I went through Eman Godzi's course. It taught you. It didn't teach you how to do the skill. It taught you how to be an agency owner. Most big successful agency owners. If you are a email marketing agency, most guys aren't good at email marketing. They're good at agency because they take courses in agency. I've taken, I've stolen a lot of clients from agencies because I've got the owner on the phone and I'm like, listen, I promise you, I can show you the course that this guy took. And I'll, like, I can show you, here it is. Like I did it too. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's paying some guy in Taiwan to do it. Like he's just a good agency owner. I'm a good marketer. So hire me, I will actually market for you. And sure enough, I onboard them and we do like an extra 30% a month off. Like that's the problem. We're just in this space of, oh, it's the worst. Can I ask how you chose uh, cash flow as kind of your route to follow? Yeah, um, it was two things. It was one, just doing something I'm naturally good at, which I was copywriting because oh. I don't know if you guys have noticed, I can talk for an hour straight. So if I can just <laughs> type as fast as I talk, I can just think on words and then make people money. And I've always been a good writer, like growing up and all that, like all, the only reason I ever got like good marks in school is because I would just save it to the last minute and then sit down and write. Uh, so that's why I took oh, yeah. that venue. But I don't know, Mason, Mason was big for me. Um, Shouts out Cardinal Mason because two things. One, he was like, his life was attainable to me. Like I said, he grew up like 40 minutes away from me. Like he's not this kid from Miami who's like, you know, he's just a small town Ontario boy that speaks the same as me. And like, like, so and he's the example of like, okay, there's someone like me who can do it. What is he doing? But also it's like what they preach in Cashflow Syndicate is like, here's how to do it. Like, we're going to teach you how to do it and it's cheap. You should do it, but we're going to make you money. It's not how to, like, they are very, when you join, it's, they give you a 30 day plan. Here's what you do on day one. Here's what you do on day seven. If you haven't, if you're on day seven and you haven't done this, you're already behind. And on day 30, you'll make money. I did it on day 11. Three years of all this other stuff versus the one thing because they're just like, it's actionable. It's what I'm talking about. It's not trying to make you feel better. It's not like you go through the course and they want you to feel good about it. So you stay for longer. It's like, we'll teach you how to do it and go do it. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking if I'm some person, I haven't really found my route to follow. Like, what are some things I should look out for? Like some big red flags or green flags that I should know about? <clears throat> um, I can think of one just off the top of my head. Yeah. Red flag, if they're not doing it or haven't done it themselves. Absolutely. If I'm teaching copywriting and I'm not a good copywriter and never done mm -hmm. it, or I did it for a little bit, made the course, and then stopped because they sucked at it, that's a red <clears> flag you should avoid. Well, here's a little, here's a little secret for listeners. Go to the biggest guys on twitter who are selling courses and then go funnel hack them and then go try to find results from what they did that they are teaching funnel hack what do you mean? like like go through if they're i don't want to even try to drop names they, they offer this we teach you how to do x so go through their offer and try to find if you can see the guy's name who's attached to this also doing x if like i'll use email marketing for example because i do that if you're gonna buy a three thousand dollar email marketing course Go try to find the guy who you're buying it from, the guru, and try to see if you can find his email marketing results, right? Exactly oh, what you're saying. Okay. Like you're, the red flag you said is so prevalent. Like you have no idea. It's see, insane. That's, that's, why, that's, um, that's a big one. So yeah, that's why we tailored our course more towards mindset 
because mm -hmm. we, we're new. We are new to the business mm -hmm. world, but we are what four four months, probably probably about six months in now, into mm -hmm. just joining Cashflow. I, I could look, pull it up on Discord how far I've been in Cashflow. Mm -hmm. But we've done all the beginner mistakes that everyone is going to make. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, like yeah. we're six months in, we could still teach you a couple things. But our course is tailored towards, you know, me and Kevin fighting all the mindset battles that we have. You know, what well, I'm I saying? can tell because the, the thing that extra. Kevin just said, yeah, the thing that Kevin just said is the number one thing I tell people when they're starting: don't get a logo, don't get a website, don't spend like go get the thing, and then go learn the thing. And then go tell people, hey, I can do this thing for you. And then get paid to do the thing. That's it. That's how you run a business. That's why Mason's popping off on TikTok. Because people are like, how do I start copywriting? It's like you learn copywriting. You email people and say, hi, I'll do copywriting for you. And then you do copywriting for them. And then Literally, bro. I was going on Amazon and just find a product and I write ads mm -hmm. for that. Same. That's Yeah, that's how I got started too. Yeah, Trying absolutely. to get the words in there, bro. Like I had to... It, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Meaning, mm -hmm. if it's a really good course, they're going to charge a lot of money. For mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I, like I don't, I don't think you need courses. I would. I am a huge proponent of paying for mentorships. Absolutely. You, if you go on an hour phone call, it'll teach you more than thirty days in a course, guaranteed. Because yeah. it'll just tell you how to do it. A like I said, a course is meant to keep you in, and no disrespect to courses, like. Make your money. If I had 50K on Twitter, you're damn right I would have a course and I'd be printing from that. But a lot of courses want you to stay in the course. And if you get successful on day 30, you don't need the course anymore. So if they charge $30 a month, they just lost, you know, 300, what, whatever dollars, you know? That's what's dope about Cashflow too, is they got that community too. Yeah. Well, that's what's dope about IO too, right? Like what we're building in here. Like it's, it's the biggest thing. The community is number one. That's been my big thing this year. That's been my big realization is that I was so <laughs> growing up. I was the only kid who was doing this. I had no yeah. one. Like my best friends were online. I had no one, zero. There wasn't a single person in my city who I could be like, I'm going to sit on my laptop and make more money than you. Not even, not even crossing their minds. So when I met this community, it was insane. Like I was, I was trying to achieve a life I didn't even know was possible. I see guys on YouTube do it all the time. You know, I see guys on Twitter, but I don't know any, I've never been on the phone with someone that has doing what I want to do with my life until three months ago. Oh, and that blew my head open. So you, you don't own this server? You've, you're no, no, Jake does. Yeah, I'm just, uh, oh, okay. I, I joined the server just like everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how'd you, how'd you I, find it? Uh, Liddy just Jake's Twitter. Jake just fired off a tweet at the beginning of this year was like, Hey, I'm starting this little group. And Jake's just, you know, he's one of the guys in this whole sphere of people on Twitter. And I just joined and it was the same as, you know, the same feeling everyone got when we joined. I was like, Holy shit, this is what I was missing. Yeah. It's a, what, I, I what saying, do you mean by that real quick? Like what makes this such a special place? Um, I how does think, it appeal to you? So, so yeah, I think a lot of courses or groups or programs or anything are trying to convince you that you're missing something and then selling you that thing. That's what marketing is. That's how I get paid. It's like, Hey, you've been missing this your whole life. So here it is. Whereas irrational optimists is something everyone's actually missing. Everyone's missing, actually missing community and brotherhood and having people you can lean on and having guys you can speak openly to like we're, 
we're the most connected we've ever been as a society and it makes us the most isolated we've ever been like if you can connect to 50,000 people at the top of a screen that means you won't actually connect with anyone you know so i think this group is filling like a void that is actually missing like primal like biochemistry we need a tribe we need a family we need a group and we've just lost that and yeah. that's why you know that's why when everyone joins this group whenever we do our acceptance rounds is it's lightning it's elect like people have never seen anything like it before jake puked jake pukes from excitement every time we do an acceptance round because it's this thing that you didn't know you were missing <laughs> like it's a primal thing you know it's like emotions that you can't replicate what do you want to say on that community trev no i'm i'm excited to be there myself I, i'm in io2 and yeah like you said it was a complete mind blown when i got in here and everyone was so mm -hmm. so cool and then mm -hmm. that's what got me start like immediately after joining i started creating our other other discord mm -hmm. for for our purposes we're trying to that's right. the same exact thing get a community together and go up together that's the goal of the discord yeah. just we're tailoring it towards our uh our software a little bit so that's yeah. really no the, the lone wolf mentality is bullshit it's yeah. complete you it's not it's been pushed so heavy actually and it's, i got a question what do you think about uh -oh. <clears throat> what do you think about going into business with your friends bro everybody says growing up don't go into business with your homies that's like uh, i heard that all the time and kevin's my number I, one homie yeah um I think it's it's a very subjective thing. I think it changes for everyone. Um, you, it like if I say it depends on the person, it's such a cop out to not give a good answer. <laughs> but it depends on the person, you know. But like if you can join forces with someone who's also passionate about business, you will do infinitely better than if you just hired someone off of Fiverr, exponentially better. But if you hire someone just because he's your friend and has like no doesn't add anything to a business then you're not running it as a business you're running it as like a school project and then you're going to do exponentially worse you know i think i think doing anything with people that you love and care about is great but business is business and if especially if you have such a special bond you would much rather hurt the business than hurt your friendship you'll take that every time you'll take friendship over business every time and god bless like you should like that's it like yeah. you know, friendship's more important than numbers on a screen but if you're trying to be successful so i think it depends I, the the big thing for me in business obviously i'm now helping jake with io and jake's a brother to me he's like i consider my older brother uh because everything he falls short on i pick up and everything i fall short on he picks up um and we we have respect between each other we still have very concrete boundaries and we're still trying to run a business and that we can separate that from our friendship. We can have a fight over business and then hang up the phone and then call each other back and be like, yo, bro, like, how's it going? Like, the separation is key. So to make a short answer long, yeah, I think uh, I think it's it's a double-edged sword for sure. I'm going to ask, Trev, what do you think makes us able to work together? Oh. Yeah, no, so it kind of goes both ways. The, the, the Army taught us two things. It's leadership and then be, the ability to follow. And mm -hmm. I think because me and Kevin both know those aspects, it works so well. So I know what it takes to mm -hmm. be a follower because I was Kevin's first follower. He was my first leader and now it's back. I became a leader mm -hmm. in the business. We kind of switched roles just because 
we talked about this in our course. Like I just have the better face for the product that we're selling. Mm-hmm. It's just how it goes. <laughs> the the energy, everything just matches it mm-hmm. more. And Kevin's just better at being right there with me alongside secondhand. And to man. be clear, the fact that the fact that you can say that is why you'll be successful. Because the uh, where a lot of uh, business owners who are also friends fall short is they can't uh, speak hard truths for the sake of the business. You know, for a lot, there's not a lot of partners who are friends that would be like, I'm better for this. Like I'm telling you that I am better than yeah. you at this. Well, I'm going to do this. And I'm telling you that you are better than me at this. So you're going to go do this. The fact yeah. that you can sit there and be like, I'm doing this because I'm better at it. And he's doing this because he's better at it. Like that's a huge key. Yeah. Yeah, so, like- yeah exactly what I was going to say, man. Like that's, that's the, um, that's what, that's, what's made it so easy is that Kevin, and it all started with Kevin coming straight up to me and saying it. Like I didn't, I never said anything <clears> about it. Kevin came to me and said, look, dude, like, you're better at this than I am. Like you, right. you, you have the face, you, you could do it better. You're just better in front of yeah. camera, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you go do this and I'll hop on the calls and do the sales. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I've always been way more comfortable in that number two role. That's where I really, mm-hmm. and the army, you know, band growing up, like that's where I'm, I fit in at and I really right. excel doing that. So, right. You know, why not? And, and two, there's not really anything. I don't think me and Trevor couldn't work out. Mm-hmm. We've shared, you know, the best and worst times of our, life's exactly. together it's like bro, what, what's gonna happen to where fucking yeah that's just, the great thing about brotherhood you get to a point where you're like well what's the alternative like i have some friends i've known for 15 years where i'm like well we're not gonna fall out what do you mean fall out we yeah. can't, you cannot do like it's like a soul tie like i'm who, not yeah who the fuck i'm gonna the wake up and call then bro <laughs> yeah like, what? falling out no i've known this asshole for like 15 years like i hate the guy sometimes we butt heads but what's the alternative you know yeah yeah it takes a lot of humility i think is the big absolutely. thing absolutely being honest absolutely. with yourself and your friends yes yeah and being able to take constructive criticism i don't oh, trust yeah. people who won't shoot me straight I have oh, no yes men in my life. I can't do any of that because I got a big head. Like if, if I have a bunch of people telling me yes, I will go do it and I will fail. hundred <laughs> percent. I was just telling someone in IO that shit too. Like if, yeah. if you got an idea, well, man, I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah. It, you want to get your game plan together and you want to tell your boys about your idea. Mm-hmm. And if you got no, boys, people come to me to advice for that reason because yeah. I will tell you if it sucks. Yeah, straight if, up. Yeah, if you got boys just saying do it, mm-hmm. it's not. But if you got boys, I would rather have the boys saying, "Yeah, bro, go, go get that shit, fuck it, go do it," than the dude saying that will never work. You know? I, oh, absolutely. No, with yeah. our, dude, our group is called irrational optimists. Like we yeah. are irrationally optimistic <laughs> about this shit. Like yeah. you're 100 right. But yeah, well, it, that's well, there's a difference between that and yes, man. Yeah, we'll be like, yeah, like personally, I'll be like, yeah. He, I know we could probably do that. Here's some things like you probably watch out for. Yes. Like, make sure you can do, but no, he can do it, bro. There's no problem. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's just keeping you get each other between the lines, you know? Yeah. If it's just a really shitty idea, though. <laughs> yeah. Shoot that bitch <laughs> hey, down. Uh, you, this is going to be a little uh, kind of twist here. What, yeah, you do. talked about the um, Canadian housing. It's expensive. I, I seen yep. a clip. I'm sure a bunch of people seen a clip. Can you just explain it a little bit more like do you know enough about it to explain it to us like what yeah happened? it sucks it all sucks the whole thing's a mess um it's it's right uh, all right yeah no it's expensive i pay 2600 a month uh for mine i split it with a roommate um and i pay less than his portion but this is my like i live in a shoebox like i can touch my wall 
uh so it's 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 a lot of things it's um it's a lot of really deep political issues that we can't just like have a five minute conversation about you know but the problem is it's no. it's deep-rooted problems that get masked by fake deep-rooted problems you know so it's like this political party's in power and the rent's gone up that's like that's the that's what 98 percent of people are like it's like this guy is pushing this so it's that it's like no it's like nine levels deeper than that <laughs> but this one's easier because for a lot of people like the government is like the thing you know they can't even comprehend anything past the guy who gets on a stand and like reads off a script like that's they're all you know so mm. it's it's a very high level conversation our uh, the big thing in Canada, hot take. I'm going for it. The big thing in Go Canada is we, we, yeah, we we're proud of where we come from, and then we bury it for other people. So like the big thing about Canada is diversity. It's number one, number one, two, and three, right? Diversity. But then we just lose all sense of being proud to be Canadian, which is huge. If you ever meet a Canadian that's in America, they are proud to be Canadian until they're back home. And then they're like, no, we're proud to be diverse, right? So, oh. like, I if here's an example. So, one of the last assignments I wrote before I dropped out was <laughs> was it was a two thousand word essay, oh. and it was an opinion based essay. Oh, and, yeah, yes, yeah, which I love. Well done. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that. Let me Give get four thousand words, man. Yeah. Nom nom nom. Nah, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. No, just you're not ready. So the topic was on intersectionality. So, which is for the people that which, don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah. how does how does the crossing point of your gender identity and your um, ethnic background? How does the intersectionality of that, how has that affected your your life? Um, and I am very white and very straight. Oh, so, my God. Basically right. the devil. So, yeah, yeah, you may yeah, as well right, came from right. hell itself. Bro. So I, I went to my, yeah, I went to my professor and I was like, with all due respect, like I want to be as careful with my words as possible. If you, if you please bring me someone who will have a very hard intersectionality story. And let's compare actual shit that we've dealt with. Because I can't write this essay. I said, I can't write this essay. I've never had any struggle with my skin color. And I've never had any struggle with my sexual orientation. But I can promise you, I've had a lot more struggle than 95% of these kids in here. Uh, without yeah. a doubt. So, so can, how am I supposed to write this? How am I, I haven't, I haven't, how is your, uh, how is your background and your sexual orientation caused adversity in your life? It hasn't. But do you want me to tell you about the other shit? Yeah. And I, I, so, and she was like, no, that's the topic. I, so I had to write a 2000 word essay on how being white and straight has negatively affected oh, my life. Man, let it rip. It, it's worth, it was worth 35%. Oh my I would God. start from fucking two years oh, ago. I, I dropped forward. out. I didn't do it. <laughs> I dropped out. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, no, I didn't even put any thought into being no. like white until no. fucking like two or three years ago. No. Um, but yeah. to tie that back, to tie that back to the, the housing thing is that that's the focus, right? That's the focus of being a diverse country is, I mean, Jordan B. Peterson, that's his whole thing, right? That's why he resigned. You ever watch his resignation videos? Oh. He got a piece of paper on his desk that said, you need to statistically numerically uh like lower the percentage of your white students to make room for 
your the the people of color like your students of color like oh, they, they, it yeah. was weighted differently and he was in numbers he's in was he in ontario is that the university he was at or yeah he's toronto? in toronto he's toronto. like 25 minutes this way yeah yeah he's at uft yeah i was supposed to go to that school like he's he worked like 20 minutes away from me yeah, yeah yeah so badass yeah oh, it is. i wonder I'm, I wish... I'm genuinely curious if how much of the canadian stuff like that will transfer to america all of it. Yeah, because Canada's like just a more far left yes. United States is pretty much. Yeah, you guys are screwed. People like us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like California. Cal both California and Canada yeah. are like, like a crystal Actually, ball. You know what? Bro. That's a great. Yeah, that's a like great a reflection ball. of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro. No, it's a great. So in I'm in Toronto and Toronto, the homeless population is terrible. Like just terrible. It's so it's so unfortunate. But yeah, and COVID, like the shelters were shutting down and it was a whole thing. The homeless population Shelter. here is, yeah, yeah, it is terrible here. Very bad. So mid last year, they had this big initiative to, to fix the homeless population. You know, we're going we're gonna to fix the homeless population. And what that was, was rehabilitation, right? We can't treat these people as criminals. We have to rehabilitate them. So okay. we can't punish them for being, you know, down on their luck. We need to give them support. So as the, if they're just down on their luck, like missed yeah. one paycheck, yeah. got addicted <laughs> to heroin all of a sudden. So the financial support increased, the mental health support increased, the um, rehab clinic support increased, and then the enforcement decreased. So guess what happened? Nothing got fixed because you can't mental health way out of homeless people. And people were getting stabbed in the necks with heroin needles because there was no policing. So for the last four months, like Toronto's been Gotham City, because oh, you they can't because they can't kick homeless people out anymore. So the subways are just filled with homeless people. You can't you can't enforce anything, right? So there has been. I, I wish I could pull it up. Jamie, pull it up. The statistics yeah, yeah. of the statistics of homeless people uh, attacks on civilians from homeless people in Toronto the past six months has skyrocketed i know people i got sucker punched like a week and a half ago outside of my bar clean up look at this look at this oh my uh -oh. god snap my glasses clean off what the fuck? whack yeah it's insane because we're not in this push of you know diversity and helping people we're getting it's like so i went last march i my pops and i went uh and we did a big u.s trip it was the first time we've ever like really seen the u.s we went to the oh, grand canyon yeah, we went to vegas it was gorgeous it was gorgeous um but he's very not like he's one of those guys who's like i don't i don't do politics and god bless him for it but i was telling politics him, like, is guess, doing yeah. you man yeah Shit. yeah but i was like that's yeah. what right so i'm like that's what you're gonna realize motherfucker we're gonna go to arizona and you're not going to see a single homeless person. And then we're going to go to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. And you're going to be, like, petrified. Like, you're going to be horrified oh, of what you see. So and sure enough, there. we went to Sedona. And he was, like, he fell in love. Sedona, and I love Sedona. It had his soul, you know? It's just Where like, is that? This is, Arizona. Uh, Sedona, Arizona. Oh, okay. It's okay. like, it's uh, we drove from there to the Grand Canyon. Oh, so it's, yeah. oh cool. Um, but it's a very, like, it's kind of a hippie town, like, restaurants on the street. They shut the roads down, whatever, right? So he was like, this is my place. And I'm like, yeah, because it's right. It's red. 
and you're a rich white dude you love this let's go to san francisco you know? yeah, and, yeah. My, and my pops is a hippie like my pops is super like he's a super cool guy like super cool guy but then we go to san francisco and he thought he was gonna love it way more than arizona because you know we went and saw like hate ashbury we're big deadheads so we went and saw like all the grateful dead stuff you know like he's been wanting to go to san francisco his whole life and then 7 30 at night hits and he has to go back to the hotel because he doesn't feel comfortable walking down the street because there's hundreds lined up the tents right so that's what canada's running into now is in the pursuit of trying to be progressive and diverse which i'm not saying is the bad thing to be clear like yeah. yes please uh we're losing touch of reality which is it, does it matter if you can like legally change your gender to whatever you want if you can't afford to feed your kids like where is there you know where is <laughs> yeah, there about that's what that's what i, came want... I just bought a, i bought a carton of eggs today it was 14.99 god damn. it's f what I, I i did too i think Eight it was bucks five here. five bucks okay. here but i got yep. i got generic like i got literally the target brand oh, i wasn't getting anything brand. other than like i don't get nothing but like target brand walmart brand yeah. i stick to that shit because it's yeah. The other, the Walmart brand is what the best shit cost like a year ago. Like, is, that's it's all that have. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to ask though, like, cause I think here in the U.S., homeless, like the homeless issue is like a mental health, more of a drug mm -hmm. addiction problem. Like, what do you think is causing homelessness in Canada to be so? It's the same. Rampant? It's definitely the same. But yeah, in in uh, like in San Francisco, you get paid to be homeless. Like what's the uh the stamps you get? It's crazy, isn't it? It's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to be homeless. Yeah, yeah, in, no, that like, all in, the, in the blue states. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. if there there's a video, uh, if you just search like San Francisco homeless people want to be homeless or some shit like that, it was like a clickbaity title. It was a street interviewing, going to interview guys, and they're like, "Why are you on the streets?" And these, you know, it's just guys who don't are apathetic. They're like, "I don't need to work. I get paid 800 bucks a month or 600 bucks a month or whatever it is to go get your stamps and you get your food and you get your your little whatever your your poison is and you, you're on the street. It, it's 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 a mental health issue for sure, but it's not just people losing their minds and doing heroin. Mm. When we say homeless is a mental health issue, like it's not it's not all war vets, you know? It's not all people who are just snapped one day and shot up needles. It's it's a it's a very subtle increase of mental health issues that is slowly phasing people to not want to do anything. It's an increase, yeah, increase in issues, decrease in support, and increase yes. in housing costs. So my general just, yeah my my general point. take on mental health is that is that it's people like a lot of it's people not wanting to do things, but you that's not their fault because society isn't pushing them to do things. It's a it's a treadmill. It's all a circle. The whole thing is a circle. You can't. You can't like you can't say mental health causes homelessness because it's homelessness causes mental health. Like it's all cyclical. I don't think you can pick a point because if you're picking a point, you're just picking a point on the treadmill and it's gonna come back eventually. You know? Yeah, yeah. and you gotta have trauma on there too. Like I'll like soft white yeah. underbelly, he does interviews with drug addicts and homeless mm -hmm. people, and all of them got trauma in there. Absolutely, absolutely. But all of us got trauma too, you know? So shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's like what what if we both have the same trauma why would you know you do this path and me do something exactly else? and and a lot of it's just like i said before it's just opting out there's a lot of people just opting out because it's easy you get, paid. you get paid to opt out yeah. right now I mean, yeah you yeah, get paid absolutely. you just get high go steal some shit get high again bro like, and you yeah, get free for it. you're brave where's yeah in california no, you can start stealing shit and uh uh mm -hmm. portland 
Well, yeah. It was like Walmart or someone just left Portland because it's it was yeah. too crazy. They were just because if it's uh, if you shoplift under a thousand dollars, it's not considered shoplifting. It's yeah. like a petty crime. So you can steal nine hundred ninety dollars. You can go steal an iPhone, and that's not criminal. That's yeah. nuts. The three of us could go take three thousand dollars worth of shit. Yeah. We might start that. That's going to be my new offer. Yeah, the I.O. <laughs> boys rolling in, bro. We just fly, fly from one. We in this bitch. <laughs> just taking a train from Portland all the way down to the bottom of California. Oh, my God. Theft automation Rock. offer. I'm going to get on yeah, that. Like, we need some motorcycle. Maybe those electric scooters they got downtown. Yeah, like in the U.K. And they go like slash people with machetes on their little Vespas. We're a green movement, too, man. Yeah. Shout out to the environment. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. We're all for the environment. Yeah, shout Those out Greta Thunberg. Yeah, the goat, shout bro. out Greta. Yeah, bro. Well, <laughs> what are we at here? So we got yeah. time for some. It's been a minute. Yeah, you got any? Yeah, you got any? We can rapid fire questions. We can go deep. We got. Hmm. I'm trying to think, what's big fucking? Did you? Uh, the truckers are up in Canada. Did you see any of them? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, I know people personally who got like their bank accounts frozen because of all that. It was nuts. Whoa. Yeah, it was. It was nuts. Well, here's the thing with that. The thing with that is, like, the same way that American people don't understand Americans' patriotism is the same way that people don't understand Canada's because you have to be American to understand American patriotism. You need to be Canadian to understand Canadian. It's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. The, the whole trucker thing started from Canadians proud to be Canadians. It started from truckers who needed to be vaccinated in order to get over the border. So, right, it started as truckers not being able to, they had to either get jabbed or go over the border. But it started, it didn't start as an anti-vax thing. It started as an anti-forcing thing. They're like, get it or not. We like we're we're not saying it's they're oh. not microchipping us. It's not poison. We should just have be able to choose if we're getting that shit or not. You know the so mandate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the mandate. That's the word I was looking for. So it started with that. They hightail to Ottawa, whatever. Obviously through that, and again, like from here, it was very. It's very divided. Like Canada politics is just as divided as the U.S. It just doesn't seem like it because we're such a naturally liberal country that you mm. assume everyone. It's very divided here. Like, dude, up north Canadians are rednecks. Like, it is great. I love my boys up north. Yeah, I think it's. I think ours just looks so more divided because we were founded on rednecks. Like, I yes. Like, you know what? Like, we were literally yeah. the rednecks from UK. Yeah. Hopped on a boat, came over here. Yeah. Like, this is our place yeah. now, boys. Yeah. So it started with that, and then obviously the news picked it up, and then within a month it was an anti-vax trucker convoy, right? And then. They get to Ottawa. They shut it down. And I, I don't agree with parking a thousand semi trucks in a city and shutting it down. You know, shit. Like fuck you, dude. I told you. Yeah. Not, not fuck you, but like the government. No, I would. Too. <laughs> I would too. Uh, and then that was that. I was not. I was not at the protest. I. Uh, I where are you? Damn. Yeah, was they like, had, there was like tailgates and shit, bro. There was like guys bro, with barbecues. Bro, the best way I can explain it is just like everyone was family, bro. I was getting free food, free hugs, bro. You just, We're just boys. You just tweaked everyone out listening because when you joined, I muted you. And then fucking Riley just started talking to a ghost. So <laughs> I was like, bro, who the fuck is this dude talking to? No, so, like, did the, the chat. <laughs> did the cops come and fuck with you? or how did They can't. Bro, the cops were completely good until about the fifth week, and then they started getting like horses and shit and backing people up, and then it like ended mad quick. 
but the first five weeks, was, bro, there was cops yeah. there, but they weren't doing a single thing, bro. Oh, yeah. They were just chilling. Because just like how it got picked up from an anti-mandate thing to an anti-vax thing, then there was like two guys who had Nazi flags on their truck, and then it was a white supremacy convoy. Oh, they do that all the time here, bro. Like, and then you can stick and run with that. Yeah, you'll see the folds in the Nazi flag. Like they just bought it and then yeah. put it out oh, yeah. to make that pe those people look fucking bad. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, bro, it's, it's and people don't understand. There's thousands of thousands of people, and it's a public place in the capital, bro. So mm -hmm. retards can join. Like, oh, I was gonna ask, like, y'all, y'all heard about the January sixth shit here? Like, what they tell mm -hmm. y'all about? Yeah, yeah, actually, nothing. what you nothing. Do you really? have you kept it, up with it? Do you know what's actually no, happening now? No. Well, yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. I've been kept up with this since day one. Um, okay, no, here good. it's just that that Trump told people to storm the Capitol, and they did. So, so y'all's media lies to you like ours does then? It's, yeah, like, your guys' is weird because you can pick and choose, right? You can go on Fox, you can go yeah. on the other one. Like, you to can choose what news you get. To an extent, yeah, but like... Choose who lies to you. Those are, those are yeah. like, pretty close to the center on both of those sides, I'd say. Right, that's, that's true. Fox News is center-right, I'd say, and then, like, mm -hmm. CNN, a little bit farther left, but you got to go a little bit more out there to get the right more but that's stuff. there's 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 still a division we don't have that here what do you mean like, your there's no fox that? news yeah. yeah what are your media yeah, no, yeah bro it's we, just cbc bro that's it we have like pretty much like we have one and then it's like branches of all of them but like if when the january 6th thing was happening there was news coverage being pro-trump in the u.s and there was news coverage being anti-trump in the u.s there's no pro-trump media in canada yeah oh true oh. So that's what I say when I say you can pick and choose your news in, in the U.S. Like you can, you, you guys can don't have your, um. Like, uh, oh, is that like like on TV? That's the only news mm -hmm. channel you could choose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking like I could think of like four or five people that I I watch on my own mm -hmm. because they're entrepreneurs and created their own. No, absolutely. Own. Yeah. Like, do you guys have those people over there too? Like, how many of those really? Because I can. What, what do we got? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got Daily Wires, Stephen Crowder. Yeah. I mean, Alex Jones, Alex Jones, Jones Tim Pool. Yeah. Like you can, no, the crazy thing, the weird thing for Canada is, like I said, Canada is equally as divided as the US, like right and left. But since there's so such little right in Canada, if you're like conservative in Canada, you're more up to date with American politics than the US, you know? Like if you're right leaning in Canada, you watch Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. No, you get that. We get the same thing here. Like okay. conservative mm -hmm. people will consume like conservative and liberal news. Mm -hmm. Liberals will only consume liberal news. Absolutely. Yes. Well, that's yeah, that's a good. But I'm saying that Canada doesn't have any of that. So if yeah, you want to be yeah. like counterculture and yeah, and like I'm not saying like no opinion here. I'm just stating facts. Like if you like Canada is equally as divided. And if you want to go this way, there's nothing in Canada. You're not you know, you're not getting any of that shit. You got to go watch InfoWords and hear about the frogs turning gay yeah it's like by and large like the average person is only watching like the state media not exactly yeah, yeah. that's it's, where my mind it's was really propagandic yeah. yeah it's there's not a lot of like individual journalists in canada because there's I no need know. to be because there's no there's no feeling being pushed of right or wrong you know that's why like in the u.s since the like central news uh are so divided you said like center right center left is divided yeah, yeah. for canadians is what i'm saying that it's like obviously the u.s is corrupt like obviously their news is corrupt but ours isn't like we just have one guy we just got this one thing like it's not gonna be crap you found the good one yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well that's canada as a whole right like sucks for you guys but we're great
And it's like, no, we also suck. Like, a lot. Like, we really suck. <laughs> Sucks down there. We're fucking It's not awesome even cheap to live up there no more, bro. It's uh, Toronto's more expensive. Like, I was looking at apartments with Miami because I want to get down there eventually. And it is significantly more affordable than my place. <laughs> like, significantly. Fuck, Miami's oh, yeah. cheaper, bro. Wait, That's Riley, how... where do you live? Toronto, downtown. Bro, I live in London, bro. London, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like, London, England? <laughs> no, nah, London, Ontario. You said he was at the oh. truck rally. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> a long day, bro. I was gonna I ask flew you. Down, I flew down for the truck rally, boys. Representing. Yeah. I respect that. Hell Do your bank account get frozen? <laughs> yeah, bro. That was another thing, bro. Can't everyone makes out can to be good, bro? They're freezing your bank accounts. That was mm. that legal. Oh yeah, because well, just was... you donate if you donate to a GoFundMe, they have the right. Yeah. Or they don't have the right, but they froze. I was your deep bank into crypto guys. before any of this uh, entrepreneurship. I was really deep into crypto, and the stuff that they were pulling in Canada for crypto was insane. It was insane. You had to, like, there was no because crypto is all like decentralization. If you wanted to buy any crypto on Canada, you need to submit front and back of your driver's license or passport. You need to go through a whole confirmation. You need to submit another piece of ID that's confirming your address. Like you have to apply for a bank account, and then yeah, right. And then, uh, yeah, and then they just started shooting things down. Like, I was on Binance. It's like, yeah, Binance can't trade in Ontario anymore. They're, like, shooting everything down. It was nuts. <laughs> like, this whole thing was about, like, decentralization. And Canada's like, nah, we're good. How do you bro, I'm trying to go to Bali or, like, Miami. Yeah, I want to do be Bali. Honest. I also go to Tampa, bro. I'm chilling right here in Tampa. It's, like, 80 degrees out right now, bro. I like Tampa, actually. I've been meaning it. I, my whole thing's weird because, like, I love – the states bro just as like as a as a place like you can get everything in the state it's so weird but for you me better that be people back. were born and raised yeah, yeah <laughs> people were born and raised in america and then once they start traveling they're like i'm going to thailand it's like how about you go to the other side of your country you know why they're going <laughs> to thailand. So me. you know yeah. why they're going to thailand i know <laughs> tax reasons yeah <laughs> they've too long tax bro reasons. i thought you were talking about lady boys bro <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah. why i'd go yeah Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, same, same. We got those in Canada, too. Y'all can come down. You can't afford it, but... Oh, no, we not. have lady boys in Canada? Probably, bro. Isn't that... You know, that was going to get a hot take. I'm going to yeah. refrain. <laughs> not, wait, wait. Not <laughs> yeah, but it, they'll tax you 49% from. Hey, shout out to bro, the let's boys. get a place in Miami, boys. Let's get a place I, in are, Tampa because I'm already halfway there. No, Tampa, Florida, is Tampa Florida's a good city, new. bro. I've been to Tampa once, but I was like a little kid. No, it's a, it's a good Florida's city, and it's and it's new. So it's it's a new yeah. city that's gonna be kind of like I want to compare it to Chicago in like 1880, like brand new. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's about to move here. Like it's a beautiful fucking okay. place. Everybody's gonna move here because the I mean the climate's not gonna change unless you're right, a climate yeah. change activist who can actually believe that. And you could do anything you want in Florida. Like, Florida Man is a real thing. I see him every day. Like, it's no bullshit. It's not a media thing. And you thing. pay, like, $4 a year in tax. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. Pay I didn't even do a state tax return this year, bro. Bro, the I only still... thing, you're not, you're not on the coast like Miami, bro. That's the only thing. Uh, so. Yeah, you are. I mean, the beach is right there. You're just not. Unless I'm retarded. Isn't Orlando kind of in the middle, you're though? In, you're in the Orlando. Gulf. Orlando's in the middle, yeah. In Tampa, you're on the Gulf, so you still got the fresh, like, the seawater. 
don't ask me i am so shit at geography especially american geography like don't even <laughs> canadians know nothing about that bro absolutely nothing unless ask you're a me, baseball fan ask me about canada bro i couldn't tell you shit about it <laughs> i couldn't tell you shit about it y'all have to like ever color the maps when you were in like elementary school with like pencil crayons and like fill in the states or is that a canadian thing that's i would canadian make all of thing. canada white <laughs> dude it's it's like snowing outside right now it's terrible what yeah 80 nice beautiful oh, yeah. 80 degrees the rent isn't too horrible. It might be cheap. Actually, it's a little cheaper than Miami, but not too crazy. Yeah. No, but over here is crazy. What are I have taxes a feeling, crazy? I don't, actually, I think Mason just moved from Tampa to Miami. I wonder why money he Miami. Yeah. He, my, was, nah, he, was, uh, he was staying in like hotels in Tampa and stuff, but he's okay. got a crib out in Miami. Yeah. yeah, see, but Miami is more of a, a big culture scene. There's a huge culture yeah. scene in Miami. Tampa, it's more chill, relaxed, mm -hmm. and people are, are big uh, Lightning fans. That's yeah facts like that's that's bandwagons yeah huge bandwagons bro i actually i moved here when the blackhawks beat them and i'm from chicago really got the tattoo and the blackhawks whooped them in the stanley cup and i that's all i had i didn't know how to make friends in school i was a senior in high school yeah. and it's awkward as hell so i went to hockey practice and sure enough it's everybody talking shit because we just beat them in the cup oh my god just came in came in rolling with the boys wait <laughs> rent's pretty like affordable I, uh yeah it's not bad i'm paying I'm paying 17 right now. It's about 1100. Yeah, it's it's about it's about 18 to 2 grand for a two bed. Is that like downtown or are you on like the outskirts kind of? I'm outskirts, but that's downtown too. I'm I'm relocating okay. in uh less than 2 months, so I'm looking at shit right now and that's roundabout what all of them are. Ooh. Hey, right mm -hmm. quick though, I gotta bounce because we got a Zoom call after this. So I gotta oh, take my yeah, no worries. We wrap this up, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, for sure. yeah. All right, yeah, cool. Well, Riley, man, you, I will say, you have impressed me a lot, man. You are very Thank knowledgeable. You, it's and it shows. I did not. I don't think I heard you say like or um once, and that is impressive for a twenty-year-old in today's age. I, I applaud you for that. that. And uh, yeah, your thoughts are really, really thought out, man. It's it was impressive. To say the least. Thank you. Cheers. I've lived a lot of life from my young age. And yeah. again, uh, you guys as well. I really appreciate, yeah. like I said at the beginning, I appreciate all you guys. Appreciate you having me on. I appreciate just, you know, you're, you're taking a stand and you got, will have, and we'll have more, a lot of people that are saying you should. So I applaud you for weathering the storm. Yeah. We couldn't do it without people like you coming on, telling us their story and, and being open about it. So it goes Amen, both brother. ways. Just like we were saying, leadership and followership, man. That's absolutely that's how it is. So thanks everyone we'll throw the link to io in the chat we'll throw riley's twitter or in the chat <laughs> in the description throw riley's twitter in there throw everything y'all need in there and we'll uh we'll catch you next time all right cheers boys appreciate it later